In this sit down, I promise to stand on everything I'm talking about. What do you say we get into it? Everybody's having a great evening on this chilly Thursday night. I'm your host. Welcome to another episode of the Stand On It podcast. It's truth. Like I said, man of many hats, none of them cap. This episode will contain some explicit content. Hopefully, that does not discourage your ears. Uh, we're going to have some fun on this one. What I'm going to start doing once a month. We go just sit back and get away from the agenda that I usually do on a weekly basis, and I'm gonna just run through a few topics and give my opinions on them. All right, and then I'm gonna drop you a little knowledge in between, of course. So, the way we go kick this thing off. Oh, first off, hey, setting the mood. Red cup, of course. Uh, red drink in the cup. Don't worry about what it is. It's, it's some good, high quality wine. As you know, on this podcast, we do wine, tea, water, or coffee. So we're doing that wine thing tonight. But to get us kicked off, here we go. Holidays are a time of uh, finding joy in the context of relationships. I mean, that's the core of holidays. And, and particular dates or occasions give a good reason for us to gather together and have a good quality time. But what happens is we tend to overdo it. We are a generation of jugglers, as I was saying. We, uh, an average person has to make hundreds to thousands of decisions every day. Uh, we make about 200 decisions about food every day. So we, we handle a lot. And, and that just gets doubled or tripled or quadrupled during holidays. So we've got too many open files in our head. We've got too many things we want to do. And we want to be Mr. Perfectionist. We want to do it everything right. So, so so that demand resource imbalance, when there is too much demand on us and, and we have limited resource, that is what is a source of stress. That's number one. Number Yeah, so um that was talking about the holidays. Uh as all of you know who know me and who listen to this show and who've listened to me on other podcasts, I do not celebrate the holidays. Yes, I do not celebrate the holidays. But the reason why I wanted to kick it off tonight, I have talked numerous people off the stress ledge associated with the holidays over the past few days. Yes, numerous people. I had to talk one guy off of the ledge who just felt like a failure as a parent because he might not be able to get something that his kids want for the holidays. Let me put this in perspective. He's feeling like a failure as a parent because he potentially will not be able to get something that one of his kids wants for the holidays. And it's not due to availability. It's due to financial uh, issues not being able to afford it. So I wanted to get into that um, in regards to what the real purpose of the holidays should be. Now, I like the fellowship and that comes along with the holidays. Um, I had a great time over Thanksgiving. Uh, we went to my girl family house. I went back home to Newberry, chopped it up with my family. Great time for the fellowship. Now, right around that, we're coming into Christmas and then you got New Year's after that. More time to fellowship with your loved ones. But some people have taken this to where... You repeat the cycle. You spend all this money on Christmas and then you're in debt and you work on paying off the debt to the to the next year to repeat the same cycle. And usually you're giving presents 
outside of your kids, um, you're giving presents to people who really are thankless. You know, they don't, for the moment, they're appreciative of what you give them. But I did a evaluation. I have a humongous family. And if I put it in my mind to get everybody something for Christmas, you know how stressful that would be? Like getting everyone something for Christmas. Like, I don't even see how those of you who celebrate Christmas do it. Because the joy, just me even thinking about it, the joy is gone. You know, I'm not excited just thinking about it. it. It stresses me out if I had to do that. So I was telling this this dude, I'm like, hey, man, like, you know, do you give your kids gifts throughout the year? Yeah. Okay. Uh, When's the last time you got them a gift? Well, one of my kids, you know, I took them to the beach uh, for their birthday that was in September. You know, the other one wanted to go somewhere for their birthday that was in October. You know, we took a little trip. Okay. So why are you looking at yourself as a failure as a parent because you can't buy this expensive gift that they want? Well, you know, Christmas only comes once a year. See, that's how you're programmed. If you're feeling like you got to give gifts at one specific time during the year, that's the problem. You know, that that's the problem. And then if you're feeling like, oh, I'm a failure, uh, I can't get this, that is another problem, you know. Um, use the holidays for what it's intended to do because like the clip I played for y'all, it's so many decisions that we make daily that are impactful. Like the type food we eat, that's impactful to our health, whether we pay our bills or not, that's impactful to our well-being, our living situation. We have so many decisions of importance that we make versus do I want to get somebody an expensive gift and put myself in the hole. And if I get them an expensive gift or if I don't get them an expensive gift and they get me an expensive gift, I can't reciprocate it. How they go look at me? Well, I'm telling you how I'm looking at everybody who's going through this vicious cycle. I'm looking at everybody suspect. If you can't manage yourself and you still worried about what other people are thinking of, and and I get it. People, you know, you want to please your kids. I get it. But you have to show your kids, first off, um, if you don't want your kids to hear what I'm about to say, please, if they're listening to this, put their earmuffs on or turn them away or whatever you got to do or, or shut this off. There's no Santa Claus. So what you're doing is you're allowing someone else to take credit for your hard-earned work. And it's crazy because even though I didn't come up celebrating holidays, I used to think when I found out the whole concept about Santa Claus, if I rolled by somebody's house and they didn't have a chimney or if they were standing in an apartment, I'd be like, oh, but they ain't getting no, no presents. As a kid, I thought you had to have a chimney to even participate in Christmas. So I'm like, well, ain't a lot of people participating in Christmas because there wasn't a lot of chimneys around in Newberry. Just keeping it real or prosperity where I, I really was born at. So we have to do better. Don't look at yourself as a failure. Um, if you need any assistance, reach out to me, standonitpod at gmail.com. I will talk you off the ledge. I've been doing it all week. I don't have a problem continuing up to Christmas. I'm not charging for it this year. If I give you the game this year and you're back in the same spot next year, um, depressed, needing talking off the ledge, we're going to have to discuss a fee. And if you think you're going to potentially be on the ledge next year, I need a retainer fee this year. So I can make sure that I'm prepared and I'm ready to talk you off the ledge for making a dumb decision the next year coming up. That's my spill on holidays. Like I said, we're just running through topics here. <clears throat> I'm on fire right now. Pardon me. All right. Next topic that I want to get into. So, I'm scrolling through Facebook. As I do once or twice a day. I'll go on there, scroll through for about five or ten minutes. See what foolishness people are posting. See how far people are really out of touch with reality. And see what lies people are telling on this particular day. While I'm scrolling through Facebook, 
And I'm seeing this become more prevalent. Okay. Um, somebody posted, I need all my prayer warriors right now. Don't ask no questions. Just pray. Don't ask any questions. Just pray. Let me tell you something. If you're asking me for help, but then you tell me don't ask questions as to why you need help. What you think about to happen? Well, I mean, really, what do you think about to happen? When I read stuff like that, in my mind, I hope your prayer isn't answered for those who pray for you. I, I hope it's not answered because you're not really coming on their one prayers. You're coming on their one attention. Because if you really want prayers, the Bible says, be specific with your requests when petitioning the Lord. Yes, be specific with your requests when petitioning the Lord. So how are you going to petition the Lord if you're telling us not to ask questions? What does it go sound like? God, it's me again coming to you, asking for help as a prayer warrior for this beloved brother or sister on Facebook. Don't know what's going on with them, but bless them. God is not even going to listen to that because I'm not being specific with my petitions. So what you really need to do, start posting stuff like this. I hadn't gotten any attention lately. I want everybody to give me some attention. I want some likes. Um, I want people to, to share my post, all of this, because I really don't believe nobody got anything going on when they post this stuff. Because I start looking too, like, okay, I'm going to bookmark this mentally and I'm going to come back. I know who this person is that posted it. I'm going to come back later on in the day and see if they given any kind of follow-up information on what we was praying for or what they wanted us to pray for for them. Went back and checked it out a few hours later. Since then, you've made two posts about who's sleeping with who and about something that's going on on social media. So either the prayers work immediately, which still is suspect on your behalf because you didn't provide any follow up that it was successful and thank the prayer warriors that you asked for. Or you were just wanting to seek attention. There was really nothing going on with you. And let me tell you something else. I'm sorry, but. Don't blame the people on social media who who got me this this uh fired up. When people post the praying hand emojis, that's the prayer. They are not really praying for you. You know how I know cuz I'm guilty of it. I've done it. Before I really start paying attention to what you idiots was doing asking for these prayers, I would go in there and throw the praying hands in the comments. Just like, ah, right, let me show them some love. They want attention. Boom. The praying hands. I didn't pray. I, I didn't. I said not one prayer for you. So I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling this way. Just keep that in mind. Because you'll go down the comments. You'll see four or five praying hands. These people are not praying. And then... You might post it. They posted it. It'll say post it one, one minute ago. Or it don't even have a time stamp on, on it yet. It's so fresh. And you'll just see praying hands. They ain't praying that quick. It's like sending somebody your music. And the song might be three, four minutes long. And they reply back with the fire emoji. I sent it to you 30 seconds ago. You reply right back with the fire emoji. It's no different than what these people are doing as they ask for prayers. Please, please, please do better. All right. Uh, thank you. I prefer if you hold your applause to the end, but I appreciate it. All right. So another situation that I encountered the other day, um, I went to Spinks and I was in there getting a the coffee. Um, first off, side note. You gotta be a, you you have to be a bold motherfucker to just be sitting at home and say, Boy, I'm about to order me some Spinks. 
because I'm in Spinks minding my business about to check out. And and this this white girl comes up to the food counter and she was like, Yeah, I'm with DoorDash, I'm here to pick up an order. So I kinda look over like, wait, what? And the lady was like, Yo, what was it? She was like, Yeah, some chicken tenders and uh wedges. She was like, All right, it'll be ready in a minute. Man, like, don't get me wrong. Spinks chicken be hitting. They wedges be hitting. Like I, I frequented those back in the day. But sitting at home on the couch thinking I'm about to pay a delivery fee, they get some Spinks chicken and tenders? I mean, chicken and wedges? Anyway, that wasn't even the thing that, that really had me uh, in Spinks. So as I'm exiting Spinks, <clears throat> this is middle-aged African-American woman. So let me paint the scene for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this lady, I'm heading out. She's holding the door. Mm-hmm. She's holding the door So let me tell you how this lady's dressed She has like little gray streaks in her hair She's probably mid, mid-50s, mid approaches 60 She looks old enough She could probably be my mom Um, She has on a uh, One of those I forgot the name brand But it's, it's the work uniform She got on a shirt and the pants She's wearing a bonnet And she has some earplugs around her neck so that lets me know this lady is probably coming from a plant job. So I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to let her come on in. This lady looks at me and says, uh-uh, I cater to men. I was like, huh. And she looked like, nigga, if you don't get your ass out this door while I'm holding the door, like I'm not going to allow you to hold the door. I cater to men. And I'm like, I have never encountered that in my life. Well, a woman is telling me just out in the open, she's catering to men and wanting to hold the door. So I talked to a couple of people about this. First, I talked to my old lady about it. I was like, hey, this is what happened to me today at Spinks. She was like, yeah, like, you know, it's some women like that. Like, you know, she probably from the older school. She grew up seeing that. And then I talked to my brother, uh, Andy. Shout out, Andy. Andy told me she was probably shooting a shot And I'm like I don't think so Andy Cause Jesus Christ She was old enough to be my mom He was like no Do not discredit that Because older women that's They pimping these days They do stuff like that They see this young fella like Hey I'ma go ahead and give him some of this old cougar pussy And I'ma hold the door for him And I'ma let him know like Hey this is me shooting my shot I'm like I really didn't get that from her I got it from her that she was being really genuine Wanting to hold the door And she looked like she would have gotten offended If I didn't allow her to do so So then he was like Hmm I kind of changed his mind Because he said you know what I think older women now Are starting to do that as game He was like so They're trying to teach us the game But that's just the way they just handling themselves these days. And I was like, well, potentially. But again, I've never experienced that. And even I knew it wasn't just, that's another reason why I didn't think she was shooting a shot. Because there was like a little four foot nine Hispanic guy behind me. And she looked at him and like, you come on out too. Like, I'm not going to allow myself as a woman to go in before you men or not hold a door for you men. So catering to men um, was a great example set by this older lady. Because um, like I described, this lady looked like she probably had just worked a 12-hour shift. I mean, she had little pieces of lint all over. She looked a little tired in the face. But she still wanted to make it her aim to let us know that she was catering to men. So to the woman who I saw at Spinks. Yesterday around 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I want to give you this. A round of applause. And women who are listening to this, take notice. Just please take notice. Like, my lady, she was in complete agreement. Like, yeah, you know, that that's what happens. Like, women cater to men, you know. So, all you ladies out there who refuse to cater to your men, don't worry about it. It's a woman out there who will hold a door for us. 
Thank you. Moving right along. Alright. So um I was talking to Andy as well. So uh again, shout out Andy. Um I had a little free time when I was leaving Publix the other day. And I stopped by the dollar store that would be considered in uh, I don't wanna say the hood, but it's in the lower income part of town. So when I stopped at the dollar store, I, I was just noticing a few things in there. At the counter, they had Big Mama's hot sausages, uh, pickles, stuff like that. Um, so I was like, I want to come in here and give me some peanuts. Um, so I prefer planters, lightly salted or unsalted peanuts. When I went down the aisle where the peanuts are or the trail mix, it was hot and spicy peanuts. Sriracha peanuts Stuff like that uh, When I started looking at the chips Wasn't really Pringles or regular plain chips Or there definitely wasn't any baked lays It was like flaming hot chips Salt and vinegar Chips like that Stuff like that I'm looking at the juices Arizona teas Hawaiian punch All kind of stuff like that couldn't find a water really I'm like man what in the world So I was like you know what I want to test something Because I was reading something recently About Population marketing Yeah Population marketing Where depending upon The culture that's in a certain population Certain stores Will market their goods Differently So I said okay I live in a in a in a decent neighborhood. So I said, I'm gonna go by they built a brand new dollar dollar general store in my neighborhood. I said, you know what? Let me get out of here because I'm getting a little uncomfortable with what I, I perceive as some stereotypes. A little uncomfortable. So I exited the Dollar General, bid at the people behind the counter a good day as I'm on my way out. Head over to the Dollar General in my neighborhood. Walk into that Dollar General, I start looking at the counter. So at the counter there, they have lighters, hand sanitizer, mask. Go down the peanut aisle, absolutely, lightly salted, unsalted planter's nuts there. Um, looking, water everywhere. Um, even have some nice tank tops and things like that. All of that in there. And I'm like... This population marketing is real. It is really real. Cause in the in the, the less fortunate neighborhood, the Dollar General store, it's all things that will we already talk about black folks suffer with high blood pressure. All these things I name will shoot your blood pressure through the roof. You'll be having a headache, feeling like your head about to explode, uh mouth parched, can't get enough to drink. Just think about this. A Big Mama's hot sausage. You know how much sodium and, and all that vinegar in that. And then you got uh, these sriracha peanuts. Like, who, who wants sriracha peanuts? And then you coupling that with flaming hot chips and Arizona teas. So I'm talking to Andy about this. <clears throat> Andy put me on the spot. He asked me a question. He said, "All right." I want I want to ask you this. If you owned a business, a convenience store or something, in the less fortunate neighborhood, and it would impact your profit margin by 30% if you refuse to sell these items that us, as the majority of black folks, sad to say, we like. He was like, what if you said, I'm not selling any pickle pig feet? I'm not selling any Big Mama's hot sausages. I'm not selling flaming hot chips. And it impacts your profit margin to 30%. Are you going to stand by your decision? So I thought about it for a minute. And I said, well, you know what, Andy, I don't think I will... Uh, 
I just went and opened a spot in, in one of those places. He said, nope, in this scenario, that's not an option. So uh, he painted me in the corner. So I'm like, man, all right. So I thought about it again. I said, I got it. This is what I do. I'll sell those options, but I'm going to also include the healthy options, and I'm going to have the healthy options available at the same price. He said, okay. He said, I'm going to keep it real. I'm selling all that bad stuff. Like, I am going to appeal to our people. I said, well, hold on, Andy. Like, I'm telling him on the back end, like, we, I'm looking at it by me not selling them. I'm helping out on the back end because if I ain't putting all this sodium in our, our body and, and all this extra stuff, like, potentially I could be impacting health care. Potentially I could be impacting the need for medications. You know, potentially I could be impacting your overall health. You're feeling good. You're able to go to work and make a living. He was like, I don't care about none of that. I'm going to sell it. Like, our people are depending on me. I couldn't do nothing. I respect Andy for saying that. But me personally, I'm just looking at it like, you know, and and I challenge all y'all who listen to this episode, pay attention to this moving forward. I want you to pay attention to if you go to a store with the same likeness uh, in a well-to-do neighborhood versus a, a low-income neighborhood. And just think about this. Some stores, they don't even put in like a, a well-to-do neighborhood and a low-income neighborhood. So when I say that, like, there's no Aldi's where I'm at. There's no Publix in that neighborhood where I went to the Dollar General at. There was a neighborhood Walmart that doesn't uh, have a, 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 they don't cut their meat there. They get it shipped in, but that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, there's a neighborhood Walmart. So be mindful. Um, the healthier options in a, if you if you want to go to the dollar store, but you want the healthier options, go to the dollar stores in um, the good areas because they're the same price point. You can get some trail mix. You can get some lightly salted or unsalted peanuts. Same price as if you went to the bad stores and got the sriracha or hot or whatever you're getting. It's just about marketing. They want to make you think. That these options are not feasible But they absolutely are They're feasible Alright Next topic If you all notice And I, I don't know if you've noticed or not there, have, there has been an influx of Missing teenager reports Yes Missing teenager reports before y'all hop out there like, yes, yeah, sex trafficking real, relax. We're not talking about that. We're talking about all these reports lately about missing teenagers. Now, if teenagers are really missing, I definitely want us to do what we can. Be on the lookout. Locate them. But all the reports I have been seeing... In the media, they'll come out and say, need help finding missing teen. Need help finding vulnerable adult. Then you go back and the story comes out, they ran away. Parents, this is why I need y'all to come to the front of the, uh, the church, front of the auditorium. Let me speak to y'all directly. If you know your child is unhappy at home, if you know your child is rebellious, if you know your child, the old term that the old folks used to say when I was coming up is fast, don't be going to the police reporting that your child is missing. Your keys are missing. There's money missing out of your purse. Your child is not missing, they ran away. 
I mean, we got to stop this. Because what's happening, then you get people just, you're using up resources. And listen, people might get offended for what I'm about to say. These vulnerable adults, I blame the caretakers. You know these people are not right mentally. Why are you allowing them to wander off? This person, they they can't even make a decision. They, they don't have the mental capacity to do certain things, but you think they all of a sudden have the mental capacity to run away. Blame the caretaker who is supposed to be watching them and just call it what it is. Headlines need to read. Caretaker fell asleep watching a movie. Patient wanders off. That's real. This is the stand on it podcast. Let's deal in facts. Let's deal in reality. Bobby got upset with his dad. Cursed him out. Left the home. Hasn't been seen in two days. That's real. Put that in the headlines. He ran away. He's not missing. And I'm looking at these 13 and 14 year old boys who look like they hunting and all that. Who wants to listen, man? Who want to kidnap these people? A vulnerable adult who needs medication every two hours. Round the clock watching. Who wants to kidnap these people? But we keep, well, we need your help finding this person. We got to stop this. It's too much. So I'm asking everybody who's reporting a vulnerable adult missing or everyone who's reporting a child missing. Please pause and ask yourself First off, when it comes to kids, is there anything that is going on in the home or that I have contributed that will make my child want to leave home? Caretakers, was I on my job? Did I fall asleep in the recliner? Was I in the back talking on my phone, not paying attention? Did they wander off? Don't call and use resources and get the media all fired up talking about somebody is missing. Don't do that. And then the biggest question to ask yourself, if you were a kidnapper, would this be someone you would kidnap? (sighs) God. All right, speaking of being honest, uh, Jesse Smollett. Listen, let me just say this because I hold myself accountable. This is the Stand On It podcast. I've added some to do things on my list. One of my to do things on my list is to get the Black Lives Matter. Tattoo and the Colin Kaepernick tattoo on my left shin covered up. Here's why. Black Lives Matter has gotten completely out of control. Um, they don't want to look at facts. They don't want they're here to push an agenda. Okay, yep, it might not be popular, really don't care. We can sit down and discuss it if you want to. Colin Kaepernick is a fraud. Um but everybody still want to hold on to it. If you didn't watch his documentary and see how fraudulent he is, uh, I don't know what's, what's wrong with you. Um, all of this stuff is fraudulent. Anyway, Jesse Smollett, I think it was 2019, might have been 2018. And, and for those of you who don't know who Jesse Smollett is, Jesse Smollett was on the show Empire. Uh Lucius Lyons, Cookie Lyons, played by uh, Taraji P. Henson and uh, Terrence Howard. When Empire first came on, I watched a few episodes. Decent show. When it started getting a little, you know, I I stopped watching it because it was just too much. It was overkill. Anyway, Jesse Smollett was one of uh, what I like to call the fun guys on there. 
there were talks that Jesse Smollett was potentially being written off the show. Because he was asking for too much money and they're like, Jesse, are you out of your goddamn mind? We're not paying you that much. The show will go on. We'll get somebody else to fill in for you. So, Jesse Smollett, uh, and this this was during the time when, you know, Trump was really in his heyday and was saying all kind of stuff to piss people off. Um, wearing the red MAGA hat, all of that. Jesse Smollett said, while he was in Chicago, at 2 o'clock in the morning, he just woke up out of his sleep. Craving a Subway sandwich. Now, that was Jesse Smollett's first mistake in his life. Like, I know, listen, being woke throughout the day and hungry, I'm not craving a Subway sandwich. Like, he could have came up with any, Jesse Smollett would have been better off saying uh, a Waffle House plate, scattered, covered in chunk. But you talking about you're craving a Subway sandwich. Two in the morning. First off, it must have been one of them subways attached to a gas station, or maybe they do stuff different in Chicago. I don't know no twenty-four hour subway around here. Anyway, he's leaving his condo, which I'm sure he could have. I don't. Anyway, he's leaving his condo to go to subway. While he's going, he was attacked. Brutally beaten There was a rope Placed around his neck As a noose Didn't really get a good look at the attackers Well no Originally he said they were white One was wearing a MAGA hat And Set the stage as well A week before that A letter Hate letter came to uh, The Seta Empire so Jesse Smollett went all out When this story hit People were in an uproar Well you got this nice From a nice family um, Gay man Black man Out being attacked This We're not gonna stand for this This is racist We're gonna Something has to be done Black lives matter all over it uh, Empire Like we're standing with Jesse I mean, people just, listen, when I first heard the news back when it happened, I'm like, this this don't even make sense. I, I mean, this makes no sense. Like, three white people on this side, uh, well, he was in a good area, but still, you're wearing a MAGA hat, and you're beating down this, this man, and you're shouting racial things. I'm like, it just it's not making sense. Two o'clock feeding for a subway sandwich. I don't know. I ain't I wasn't buying it. So I didn't say justice for Jesse. I didn't. I said Jesse need to answer a few questions. That's what I was saying. I wasn't screaming justice for Jesse. I needed I needed some questions to be asked of Jesse. So what I want to get to on this topic is when is it time to let the lie go? Like, and it, this is just outside of Jesse. This is some of y'all living a facade on social media, uh, living a facade in real life. When is it time to let the lie go? Because Jesse, Jesse didn't know when it was time to let the lie go. And my mom used to always say, if you tell a lie, you got to tell another one to cover up for that one. Jesse just found himself in too deep on the lies And he couldn't back away So they started investigating Jesse Jesse's trial just happened And as tonight I'm recording this Jesse was found guilty of five of the six counts he was charged on Yes There were text messages with Jesse With these two brothers um, Who it came out that they were the kidnappers. Um, Jesse said that they did this. Jesse went and tried to say that uh, him and one of the one of the kidnappers he didn't even 
he didn't tell him to do this. Prior to that, him and one of the kidnappers was leaving parties and going back to a hotel and kind of making out. And this kind of making out, they were they were beating off together. Is what Jesse said. This guy denied everything. Like I don't know, Jesse tripping. None of this happened. Jesse kept with the lie. And Jesse kept trying to spin the truth and spin the truth. And I'm sitting there, Jesse, you're a cult. I'm sitting there looking at this foolishness. Like, Jesse, come clean. Yeah, like, I, listen, there's been a time I've been caught dead to rights in a relationship. Text messages, done called a woman, everything. You got me. You got to know when you got me. Dead to rights. You got me. Nobody taught Jesse that. You know. Now, if you're doing crime with somebody else, no matter what kind of information they got, they don't got you. But when it's you, got to know when to say you got me. Jesse, you needed to know when to say you got me. Black Lives Matter, you needed to know when to say they got Jesse. Y'all didn't know when to say that. Because even after this, all this evidence came out, y'all go put out a statement and say, we're still with Jesse. This is this is wrong and this is... How is it wrong? Take color out of the equation. It's like the episode I said last week with my lady. If... We want black leaders. We need people who think racism doesn't exist. Because we got to look at it through the glasses of what it really is. Like everything, racism has been attached to so much, we can't see beyond the color to look at the facts. Anybody with half a brain knew Jesse was lying. Or Juicy, Jesse, whatever his name is. We knew he was lying. These same people, Black Lives Matter, we stand with Jesse, talk to him off camera. <laughs> but you know Jesse owes some bullshit. Yeah. That's what they gonna say. We we know what Jesse was on. But can't nobody say that on camera. We gotta keep the agenda. Yeah. Can't nobody say that on camera. But Jesse, listen, man, you have to know. When to let the lie go. I've been there. You got me. Jesse, you got to be like you got me. Black Lives Matter, damn, they got Jesse. Y'all got to do that. We got to stop it. All right, as we get ready to get out of here, I'm going to leave y'all with this last one. And... Omicron. Omicron. New COVID variant. So I'm going to share a story with y'all that I shared on my story the other day. Some people was hitting me up like, boy, you crazy. This is real life. So it's this dude that I've noticed a demise in his appearance. Now, this same dude last I think it was last month or the month before. It was like, I saw him. He was looking kind of down. Like, man, you all right? Man, this is sick as I ever been. I just, just took my first COVID shot. Whew. That's exactly what I said. Whew. I didn't. Feeling great. Hope you feel better. Started noticing. He's just... Start the next day he was like, oh, I'm feeling better. Cool, thanks for the update. Then after that, I started saying, Man, he ain't looking right. You know, I don't know what's wrong with my man. I seen the other day he was looking real down. He's on his third shot. He had the two shots that came with the normal COVID shot. Then he went and got the booster. Pfizer announced today with the Omicron, you got to get another shot. So that will be four shots he's putting in his body 
In probably the last three months And he already looking like walking death This potentially Could take this man out I don't wish it on him But it potentially could It could potentially take out I saw something somebody posted um, They shared an article on Twitter the other day It's supposed to be They're saying one of the coldest winners In a while As a result <clears throat> this isn't a joke. I want you to hear me out clear. As a result of the code, the FDA is saying there potentially will be a rise in blood clots that could cause death. If you watch the YouTube version of this, you go see my face. And I posted on Twitter. I'm like, this is laughable at this point. As a result of cold weather, there will be a rise in blood clots that potentially cause death. And I started telling people I was having this conversation with somebody. I said, you know, they can manipulate the weather too, right? Now, I don't think so. Hawaii had a blizzard. Hawaii. They were expecting a blizzard last weekend. Has Hawaii ever got a blizzard? And I'm going to just drop you this little nugget because I was thinking about this. Let's say they control the weather, which they do, in the south. And they say, well, we don't want to have the winters too extreme in the south at this time of year. There's something called snowbirds. And these are older people from up north who migrate down south for the winter. If they're looking at population control and they want to dangle their carrot and intrigue them to stay down south, hey, let's change and manipulate the weather so they don't want to stay. Let's make the weather just brutal where they are so we control the population and get them out of there. But that probably went over your head. People ain't thinking like that. But if you don't think this whole COVID thing, and do me a favor, research the symptoms for Omicron. Minimal, similar to the common cold. Yeah. Minimal, similar to the common cold. So think about this. Something that's minimal with symptoms similar to the common cold. It's starting to make it to where you can't travel outside of the country without a passport. You can't get a passport unless you're vaccinated and can present a vaccination card. Oh, and another thing. You need a a negative test within three days of your travel. Symptoms minimal and similar to the common cold. I mean, this is laughable. And look at some of the side effects that they're not going to publicize for the vaccines. Potential blood clots. But now they're going to be blamed on the cold weather. It's too cold. My blood is clotting. Please, people. Please, please, please do not be manipulated that easily. Don't be that gullible. Come on. Like some stuff you just hear out loud is, listen, I know they post a lot in the media. Do me a favor. Start reading it to yourself out loud. Because sometimes when you hear, out, hear something out loud, you realize, but that's stupid. Because I might say something in my head and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. Then I say it out loud, but like, boy, you tripping. Read it out loud, and you will see a lot of the stuff they posted about this Omicron, uh, the, the pandemic in general, the coronavirus. It's laughable. Stop letting them force you to go get vaccinated. There was a mandate passed that you can't be forced to go get vaccinated. There's a hold on that now. Don't allow anybody. This is America. Is unconstitutional 
You have a right to make a decision on your body. Do your research, people. Hey, listen. This was a good episode. I enjoyed kicking it with y'all. I got to get out of here. I got some other things I got to go attend to. But as always, I appreciate y'all kicking it with me. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to be a guest on the pod or if you want to submit content, standonitpod at gmail.com. That's standonitpod at gmail.com. On that note...